Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 129 of MMT Millennial Movie Talk. I'm one of your hosts, Braden. It's good to be back on camera. I'm joined, as always, by the wonderful Alex. Hello. And the wonderful Steph. No. Oh, oh God damn, no. it wasn't bad. It Wasted was not bad. all of them in the pre-show. Damn it. I thought it wasn't bad. It didn't work. It was all right. No, nah, like, the second one was a bit. Was a bit. You had a couple in the pre-show where you nailed it and you had a couple before the pre-show where you did a good one. There is just no technique. I just do it. And well, I'm it sure works. there's like YouTube videos that are like, how to do the click in your mouth. Yeah. You're in a new chair. I, this is weird. I've never sat in this you chair to do this like show. I don't how, know how to do you sit. Feel the power? I don't know how to sit. Like over there, I like I like lean back and I'm not. Michael camera. does a leg cross. He does Michael do does a leg cross, cross, but then he doesn't talk into his mic. Do you have an air of superiority about you being in your own chair? Uh, no, I just like I like uh, introing the show. So and I don't get to do that when I'm not on camera. I, don't I can have look at. No, I was wondering if we can figure out where Michael gets his big head from. Like that's is just it from Michael. Just I think. Michael. Pretty sure he was born with that size head. Yeah. Really. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I feel so sorry for Michael's mother. Yeah. He was born with that. head. I was going to name drop her. I was like, probably shouldn't. <laughs> Maybe not. We don't need to dox them. Poor Jennifer. Oh bless. Um, that's what I was no. <laughs> oh, oh, you're throwing him off the scent. Throw him off. Throw him off the scent. I like. I like. Um, well, speaking of scents, I imagine there were a lot back in the '60s. Oh yeah. Oh, fuck me. All right, come on, you, you, you can do this. it. I believe in every you. week. Ooh, did it? It still classic doesn't really make any sense for the segment. I'm going to be honest. The the music that you what? It's whimsical. It's I classic. Love it. It's it feels like an old bugs. school cartoon. I suppose we're living in the Bugs Life here. We are, we are in the Bugs Life. It is. Bugs quick life. question: Ants or Bugs Life? Did we ever do this? Ooh, yeah, we. we I, think I think we always said Bugs Life. Bugs didn't Life. We? We talked about this. Yeah. Ants probably hasn't aged well because Woody Allen's an ant. And he kind of likes marrying. Do you guys ever watch that? Um, do you guys ever? I love. Well, this is a great start to classic callouts. Do you guys ever watch um, Ant Bully? I did. I did watch Nicholas that. Cage? I yeah. remember that one not being too bad. Ant yeah. Bully was a bit of fun. Yeah, I remember it being just like probably animation scary as hell. Yeah, especially now. Mm. Oh, when it's like the giant exterminator dude. Yeah, that's what I remember from mm. it. That's pretty much everything. You guys, I remember. Uh, I'm sorry, dude. Do you guys ever watch Over the Hedge? Yes. Fucking yes. Over the Hedge is fantastic. Over the Hedge. What a, what a weird, the bear scared me. What a soundtrack the bear was scary. The bear scared me. Is that the one with the squirrel? Yes. Yes. And Bruce Willis is Steve Carell, Bruce Willis. That's Bruce Willis right. is a raccoon. Thank you. What about, raccoon. I think we may have talked about this one too, but Hoodwinked. Hoodwinked. Loved it's it. It's incredible. <laughs> the only version of Hoodwinked I ever had was a pirated burnt DVD from Bali yep. that some family member <laughs> brought home for me. Hoodwinked is my Goodness, is that a perfect adults kid film? I need yeah. to watch it again. <laughs> watch it again in like actual high definition with good audio. I'm watching adulthood because so many jokes for oh. adults. Oh yeah, they made a sequel to it. Yes, I have seen the sequel. It wasn't good. I it was not as great. See recently that they did a sequel and I yeah, wasn't called Hoodwink Two T O O. I don't understand why. I don't know. It's like when they did Dumb and Dumber, they called it Dumb and Dumber T O. Yeah, but see that makes sense because they're Dumb and Dumber and they used the wrong two. True. See. Mm. Hoodwinked too. Maybe we got hoodwinked. But, uh, we watched American Graffiti. George Lucas, Lucas the man himself. Yeah, American Graffiti. Did he directed anything else? Other uh, it was so uh, we we figured out last week. Correction from last week. I said this was after Star Wars. Kill. This is in fact before Star Wars. Kill them. Which makes a lot of sense when you see Harrison Ford in this movie and he's not as old as he is in yeah, Star Wars. Yeah, that's what I thought. I was just like, he's a weird. young boy. But Richard Dreyfuss oh my God. as well. First thing I said to Steph, Richard Dreyfuss does not look like he belongs in high school. I will just Ooh, say, yeah. I always thought Richard Dreyfuss was very good looking in Jaws. He's the but scientist. The beard, yeah. Cooper. The beard, 
and the shaggy hair and the being stranded with a shark must do it for him because specifically being this, stranded with a shark. A couple years beforehand, yep. I was kind of like, oh, Richard Dreyfus. He doesn't like. He just he kind of looks like this weird middle thing where he's too young mm. to be a high schooler, but too. I, I was wondering if like the energy they were bringing was that like he. He like got held back or something. Yeah, maybe? sorry. Yeah, too old to be a high schooler, too young to be. Yeah, like a, he still had a bit of a baby face. To actually, going. be a kid. Yeah. in that world. Um, Talking about the movie, do we want to? Because uh, we n- none of us really knew what the film was about beforehand. No. Do we want to give like a quick like breakdown of what the film is about? Yeah. yeah. So American Graffiti is all about the end of high school in 1962, considered the end of innocence in America, if you're a white man. Um, it, it was before Vietnam. It was before, you know, black people asked for equality. Um, so, you know, it was the good old days, as some Americans would say. Um, right. And we follow a bunch of, like, people, it's kind of like some people who are leaving high school, some people who are out of high school, and we follow them in this one night before a bunch of them go off to college, and that's it. It's just one yeah, night. it's just about their, their lives, their, how they're going to spend their last night of kind of freedom in a way or, like, mm. togetherness. So I got halfway through this film and I went, super bad. I know exactly what super bad, like when this has to be an inspiration for super bad. The liquor scene especially brought it back yep. for me. The, when uh, Terry is trying to buy, the t- Terry? The I think it's toad, Terry. The toad. That the scene toad. like goes from zero to 60 at the very end. Oh, like, yeah. Just comes out with a gun. Like the dude comes out and just chucks him a bottle and it's like, oh, that's a weird way to do it. And then the guy comes out chasing with a gun. It's like, what the shit happened? Uh, but then I even started thinking about our main characters. And I was mm. like- Three main characters. One of them is a bit of a nerd that they kind of yep. isn't as yeah. close as the other two. And he's uh, and then the other one's kind of he's like playing. He's like he's playing off cast. Yeah. Like he, they they got the nerd to like act like a cool guy. He's McLovin. Yeah, he's McLovin. McLovin does oh, okay. that in Superbad. Super he is so. kind of like McLovin. McLovin. Oh, you haven't seen Superbad? No, I haven't. Oh my god! Um, right, McLovin acts like cool to the cops in Superbad. That's right. right. McLovin pretends to be someone he isn't. That's right. Um, and then Ronnie Howard, because they call it his... I couldn't stop thinking, it's Arrested Development. Yeah. <laughs> it, it did not. <laughs> um, <Yeah>. Just, <laughs> uh, I'm going to call him Ronnie Howard, because that's his... That's how he's credited. He's credited as Ronnie Howard in this. Yes. Good old Ronnie. Um, Ronnie. He's absolutely Michael Sarah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the other, uh, Richard Dreyfuss is uh, Jen Hill. But, like, not talking about Superbad anymore. I, I, as much as I like Superbad, I really, really enjoyed this one. Just I like, did too. I didn't. I didn't think about the the other one in this genre of like a one night film uh, that I really enjoyed was uh, Booksmart. Booksmart, uh-huh. yeah. Booksmart, excellent. Especially like um end of school coming of age. Yeah, Booksmart is fantastic. I hadn't thought of that. Hmm. Um, yeah. yeah, American Graffiti. I was really pleasantly surprised. I was not looking forward to watching this because I thought coming of age film from the six like made in the seventies, based in the sixties. Yeah. I was like, oh, how what could like. How could it possibly? It's like a nostalgia trip me? for a time that we have no idea. Yeah, about. I was like, how could it possibly intrigue me? And it's just going to be so out of touch with what I've experienced. But I really enjoyed it. It, it kind of gave me like kind of like not Greece vibes, but in the fact that it was set in that time, I mm. love the soundtrack to it. And I just I like the fact that the soundtrack is just the radio. Yeah, like the whole night. Well, and the like, radio is incorporated into the story. As yeah, well. I, I, I do. I do like that. They're all theorizing over this. Um, what's his name? The Wolf, Wolf Man. The Wolf Man. Yeah. Who is um, a real life radio presenter called the Wolfman? Apparently, he was oh, really? famous for that. Yes. Oh, nice. 
yeah. Um, but like, it was almost like a time warp too. It did a good job at like, transporting me back because it wasn't mm. trying so hard to be set in the 60s. It was more like this is just where it's set. Yeah. But it is weird thinking that it was made in what, 70? 73. 73, based in 62. Mm. So, it's so it's basically a decade 11 years apart. difference. It's weird. It's imagine if we made a movie now about 2010. The, the culture, the shock wouldn't, it wouldn't be that different, it you know? It would be, yeah, it'd, be, it'd just be normal. It'd be a bit cringy. You'd hear a lot more black-eyed peas. Exactly. Oh, just be about just a little it. bit cringe. Yeah. Yeah, it'd I'm be in. real good. A bit of Kesha, a bit of, yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Boom, boom, cringe. pow. Yeah. Oh, I got a feeling. I, I walked, into, I walked oh, into a shop the other day and I got a feeling was playing naturally. Bow, bow, and I was bow, like, bow, this is, bow, bow, uh, what bow, a throwback. Bow, I remember just, being bow, tiny. Bow. I just found it so interesting to think like we would never consider making a movie set in 2010s as like the the like as a, as a creative choice yeah. without making some kind of statement or talking about some kind of relevant affair at the time. Mm. But they've done this only 10 years apart and we still make movies set back in the 60s and 70s yeah. nowadays. Like there's something about that time that's just so intriguing for us to mm. sort of go back to. I love the cars. Yeah, the, the cars are great. Yes. Um, an interesting way to possibly think about it because this was about like it's that time just before Vietnam mm -hmm. and that's its whole like, oh, it's got this air of like this is coming and we only know about it because we know about what happened in we lived, real yeah. life. But we didn't. <laughs> we certainly didn't. Um, I wonder if in a decade's time someone's going to make like a just before pandemic just movie. Just before Trump. Oh, God. We'll talk about the pandemic a little bit after. Mm. Have you finished your season three? I have not finished Jesus oh, 3. I'm on. sorry. Um, Don't tell me those things are related. No, no. I'll, I'll say it. I will, just, I will just um, also say my. I, I really enjoyed it. I think I'd give it a 4 out of 5. Um, yeah, I'm on American Graffiti. But my only issue with it, well, that's something that I didn't really love. I didn't love the epilogue. I didn't love that little bit at the end where it showed, told me the stories of died. everyone. I have <laughs> totally so off. many tonal, like That took me off so guard. Issues. Was that meant to be comedic? I, I don't. I It might have been comedic. It's not based on true story. Yeah, it's I was. Not. I looked it up after. I was like, "That's not a true story." Like they, they just did that for and like, um. Okay, so let's get into. Uh, Brayden didn't like this movie. Yeah. Um, Brayden oh, didn't like. You didn't this like movie. it. Or I, you just I get into it. I couldn't get into it, and I didn't like it. Okay. Um. Okay. I imagine most of that comes to the fact that it kind of felt like a boomer's wet dream. This is the okay. only the um, only George Lucas movie you don't like. Uh, yeah, probably. <laughs> Oh, I haven't seen THX blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, which was, I noticed, the number plate of the guy's car. Oh. The yellow guy's car. His number Good plate is THX113. And I was like, look out. huh. And oh, I forgot to look up which one came first. Anyway, anyway. beside the point. Um, I This film just didn't gel with me. I think it's just, it's the time period. I don't. Is it just the boys? Yeah. It's, it's, it's like, it's specifically a boomer's wet dream, but only like young men who grew up in that time period. And it's like, a, it's a bit of a power fantasy because like the nerdy guy gets to drive the cool car and he picks up the hot blonde chick and he goes and gets drunk. And this is true. I did think that the female characters though were, I was surprised at how much power they were given you, or the, the, the characteristics they had. Ronnie Howard's girlfriend. I yeah, was, Ronnie Howard's girlfriend. I was with that as well. I thought the, the, the female representation here is actually quite cool. I'm really enjoying it. Um, even the little girl, yeah. which is a oh, whole another interesting that, aspect. But that was my favorite, like story, story like because the movie's essentially split split into three different stories. Yeah, a bunch mm -hmm. of four, different ones. Four. You've got Ronnie Howard's. Yep. You've got Richard Dreyfuss. You've got Ron, uh, the other Terry guy. Terry and Steve. Terry and the Toad, and then Steve. Mm. So, did we have a favorite? I would say, uh, oh, I like Terry's, but no, Steve. Steve like with the, with Carol was was probably my favorite. Just yeah. enjoying the switch around from him getting so annoyed that he's with her to them sort of like bonding a little yeah. bit. Yeah, yeah, it's 
I know you found it. Yeah, I found it really uncomfortable. Yeah. It's real weird. It's very much like, no, just not my vibe. That's um, okay. But my main issue with, at the very end as it came up with those and here's what they're doing now or what they did after this and this person died oh, in a car girls. accident. This one went to Vietnam. It's just the four dudes. But they're yeah. the main characters. They don't really. give a fuck about any. But I, I cared about the women in the movie. Yeah, I reckon it probably wouldn't have cost him. It would have cost him maybe another five seconds for them to just add in two lines about what happened to Carol. Yeah, and, just have have the, have, uh, have the. Well, I, I'd want to have the like three main girls. Yeah, the three girls yeah. all on the one. Uh, yeah, slide. do another slide. Yeah, the with plane's the still pulling out. You can't see the plane anymore. They chose black and white images, which made it, it like look like immemorium. all of them died. Yeah. When it opened, opened with the first yeah, one, Ronnie he died. I was died. like, oh my god! Like I'm expecting them all to be dead. Ronnie and Kurt. Like, they did, did neither. Ronnie? No, Ronnie was Terry. an insurance Terry agent. So, Terry died. Uh, well, he's missing in action in yeah, Vietnam. One went missing in Vietnam. Oh, one no, died in Terry's. a car accident. One's a writer and yeah. one's a insurance, insurance yeah. person. See, so just kind of seen. That was the only thing I was a bit like, why is this in here? Yeah, it's kind of like, have you ever seen Hair the musical? No. Oh. Hair the Musical, very briefly, is about the lead up to Vietnam and they're anti-war protesters and then what, someone gets drafted. It's a yes. musical. Yeah. So the, um, one of them gets drafted and they're like, oh, we're going to go, we're going to go fit his name. His name's Berger. He's like classic uh, pacifist guy, long yeah. hair. He's like, we're going to go pay him a visit or whatever. He goes in there. Something goes wrong. It's a bit of a mix up. He has to assume the role of his friend, just pretending like for yeah. a little bit to cover for him. And then, oh, we're out. Come on, let's go, let's go, let's go. The movie ends with the final song, Let the Sun Shine In. Yeah. Um, Burger gets shipped off to Vietnam, and the next thing we know, we see a headstone with Burger's name on it. And oh, I was like, Jesus. "Oh, I was like, God, that's like, a way to it end it." It took me way back because the whole movie is about like freedom. I mean, it's a statement; they're making a statement, yeah. obviously. But it was so like it just throws it shocked me when I read oh, that because I'm like, "Oh, I love these people," and you just like, yeah. "There's no lead up to it." You just it's tell me just, that they've. It's, oh, a, it's a smack in the face. We're talking within five minutes. We mm. find out Burger. Oh, we're gonna go save this guy. Oh, I'm off to Vietnam. Oh, I've died. Yeah. It, it's just. I just I found myself throughout the whole film. Eagerly anticipating to when we cut back to Steve, Steve and Carol. I was just like, I want to know what these two are doing, especially mm. after the scene where they um they they trash the other person's car when they throw the uh, drink into the window. Yeah. And it gets yeah. Oh yeah yeah yeah. And yeah. then they go and like put the shaving cream or whatever it is over the windows. Johnny be good. Yeah. That was awesome. Oh, I loved right. that. Yeah, it was. And I loved Harrison Ford. Harrison kind of Ford roaming around just town. Bob Falfa. What a cool name. Bob Falfa. Just he's rocking the cowboy hat and he's he just wants cool. to he wants to be the big dog in town. He wants to beat the main guy who's done all the big races and won. He wants to be the new big guy. And then he completely totals his car. Yep. <laughs> I just thought it was I, I just like that all the characters learned something throughout the night. They all started the night different than they did, like mm. personally yeah. than they yeah, did. I like the ending, they all went on journeys. Ending yeah. with um ending with Tiger like being like, all I've got's my my scooter. And she's like, that's close enough to a motorbike. I like that. It's like, okay, I like the dynamic between these two. Was that Debbie? Uh, yeah, that was Debbie. She and got Debbie nominated and... for Best Supporting Actress. Wow, she was film. a model originally I mean, and then she was, she... She was quite good in it. She was good. Uh, this got nominated for a bunch of things. Yeah, George it got nominated Lucas, for Best Picture. Best Picture, Best Screenplay, George Lucas. Damn. Um, got nominated, uh, probably set design, I'd, I'd say. Got nominated for six Oscars in total. Jesus. Um. Yeah, I just had a lot of fun with this film. I wasn't actually expecting to it enjoy it. It was an easy watch. It was an easy watch. I was expecting it to maybe be like, oh, like I went into it going, I have to watch this film. Same the show. as me. Same as me. And, I wasn't uh, excited. And I ended up very much enjoying it. That could have been why our expectations were low. And then why? Maybe that's why I didn't like Goonies all that much because my expectations were really high for uh, that. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. I feel like Goonies met my expectations. I had zero expectations going into this, but I think it's just the content for me. Yeah, that's it. Just um, a personal preference. Personal preference. Like, I'm never going to watch this movie again. Yeah. I bought it on um, 
iTunes when I watched it. Nice. And I, I, uh, I probably might watch it. I, uh, I, I, I uh, used a VPN to watch it in a different country. Ooh. And what VPN do you use? Netflix, uh, like four minutes left in the movie. Netflix goes, oh, you're using a VPN. <laughs> We're going to stop you from watching it. It's like, you couldn't you give me four more minutes. And then I and then I had to I had to had to look it up and find it on one of those like shitty streaming uh, like, like one the, two three movies yeah one yeah. of those things and like it's just like it's eighty five percent ads ad. oh what my god and I just had to skip to the end to watch the final like four minutes I was gonna say all the VPN I have like a couple on my computer whoa that's security no but I looked into actually getting Express VPN the other day ah uh, yes just to watch June. Mm. Just Express VPN. <laughs> no, we don't have any sponsorship. What would if you choose? Would you go for Nord or Express? I may or may not already have one of the two. Do you have one? Yeah. Does, can you get onto American Netflix with it? Ooh, yeah. Is that what you used to? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and should I specify which one? Do you pay for it? Yeah, I, I, I bought a... I think I bought a deal on like a three. This sounds like an ad. A three-year three deal. I bought a three-year deal. Yeah, they got a two-year one running at the moment. And you for get like the best bucks. value for money out of it. I think I might do it. I bought it when I got my tax return one year, so it didn't affect my financial status. And it's a good time. I, I don't I understand. Do I don't. I just use an extension on Google. That's what it, I use. It's just mm. like free, and it's just yeah. Like, but like NordVPN, when you use these other ones, which like is the whole reason. If I can do it and get onto HBO Max, mm. I haven't tried that. It's yet. June o'clock. <laughs> it's yeah. I haven't tried that yet. Mm. Yeah, that's what HBO I want to do. Max. I want to like get the American. <laughs> Everything's on HBO Max as well. <laughs> yeah, I want to get the American streaming services, mm. like the good ones. They've got so much shit on there. Like, we have so much shit on ours, but they got so much more better shit on theirs. Better shit. Better shit. They got that good, good. Speaking of better shit. Yeah. Do we want to go into the next segment? Yes. Oh, oh no. We're going to spin the wheel. <gasps> okay, wait. I can't meet my mic yet. Do you, do you need to ask spin the wheel? You ready? We're spinning. Spin, spin that, that wheel. wheel. Oh, my God. We can hear it I because it's to, through the Bluetooth. I had to really compensate there. Because I know I have to add the Bluetooth track to the audio track. Oh, sorry. Uh, okay. Strangers on a train. I'm excited for this oh, one. That's a, we need Maybe to have that on every this week. this will influence you to watch Throw Mama from the train, which I've been telling everyone ah, to watch. Is it because it has train yeah. in the title? Well, it's kind of like it's a play on words. Throw Mama from the train. It's like kind of a, it's very loosely kind of mimicking so, the, mm. the The only on way I know this film is from that one, that, that one conversation in uh, Horrible Bosses. Oh, yes, when they're all talking about meeting Jamie Foxx. Yeah, that just sounds like they took, he's the film that is, oh, this is old. I would like to add a film to oh, our. Oh, this is old. I would like to add a film to our list for classic call-outs. I would like to add Guess Who's Coming to Dinner to the list. Okay. Can we make that happen? I've never heard of it, though. Can it Guess be Who's Coming to Dinner. Have you ever heard of Guess Who's Coming to Dinner? Nope. Can it be a classic? Christian have heard of it. I, I have faith. Christian watches. Well, the rule was if one of us has heard of it. Why was that a rule? Because the rule was if none of us have heard of it, it cannot be considered a well, classic. Where is he? Can we put him on my mic? Oh, that's lucky. Oh, that's oh. all right. It's Sidney Poitier. What? Don't tell me you don't know who Sidney Poitier is. Yeah, I just watched the movie that he did this week. Yeah, he's that's like one of his big movies. And it's you can watch it on ABC iView. Come on, buddy. Come on, my mic stand. ABC iView. That's not free for us in Australia. Fine. I will also watch it on my sponsored. own. Catherine Hepburn, Sydney Poitier. It's got to be. It's it's a big movie. Hashtag not spawn. Academy Award for Best Actress in a Leading there Role. Go. God damn. There you go. And Ali, uh, Brayden, how up your alley is this? Joanna, a young woman raised with liberal values, brings home her fiancé, John, a widowed black physician. Over dinner, Joanna's parents' apprehensions become evident, causing trouble for the couple. Ooh. Do you want uh, – so Strangers on the Train? Strangers on the Train. 1951. 
holy fuck, that's This is one of the ones that got through, got past the sensor, don't know how the sensor got, board. Don't know how it got, <laughs> few, got through. I, oh my God, has it got one of those painted posters? I hope so. Oh yeah, it does. God, it does. Oh, it's it a does. Hitchcock, that's why. Oh. Mm. Okay, I didn't know that. So yeah. Mm. Is this the one Jesus, that we think you Who added, who added this? I don't know. Who added Nine Perfect Strangers? This sounds like a... No, Strangers on a Train. Oh, sorry. Maybe like nine a... Perfect Strangers is the one on uh, Amazon Prime. Check it out now. <laughs> yeah, see, this is basically Adfield. Throw Mum from the Train is just a comedy DeVito, Billy Crystal version of this. Okay. Okay. Kind of. Mm. So, yeah, I'm excited to see this to see because I'll have known what. Look at my little, look at my little pal. Influenced it. Yeah. Well, oh, I think that's it, cute. I think it's slightly out of frame. Oh, it will be. That's uh, all right. What's his name? Uh, or their name? We don't know. What, what we <laughs> don't want to assign gender to a ladybug. What's uh, a lady? It's got to be a girl. Um, I think there has to. That's not how nature works. Yeah, I think we could just give it a name. Can we flip a coin? Just. What's a what's a unisex uh, name? Uh, how many how many sides does a coin have? Ooh, it's got the because there's more than two <laughs> genders. It's got the middle part. Um, okay, let's get away from the. But figure what's a good unisex Whoa, name? Oh, look at him go! Sorry, I'm getting distracted by this. <laughs> they are they are running. They are running. Oh my god! Are they so running away from my gender bias? <laughs> <laughs> you want me to? I'll film it on my phone. I will give you a new. Running away. Oh no, no, that's too much work. Too much work. No, that's too much work. Okay. Um. Oh, don't let him fall off. That's just cool. It's a ladybug. It can walk around underneath things. Are we okay with Alan? 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 Oh, like um, like I have a segue. Oh, get on. Like Alan coming, because. Michaela made me watch Burlesque. Oh, oh God. Okay. Oh, it's, okay. It's not a great movie. It's not, is it? It's Speaking of films fun. we had pirate copies of, I had a Bali copy of Burlesque. Oh, my God. My sister had got it because mum and dad, got, we used to go to Bali all the fucking time. Yeah. They used to always bring back. I had the first all six the seasons of How I Met Your Mother <laughs> in <laughs> Pirated from Bali. My God. What? We still have a big folder of all of our pirated films Whoa. in it. Oh, we, uh, we need too. to find that. But we've never been to Bali. I don't know yeah. how we got ours. We need to find that. Uh, that every, every, everyone's dad knows someone at work. That's so true. Everyone's dad has a mate who will ship your PS2. <laughs> yeah, PS2. Oh, my God. Yeah, we can get, yeah. I got. I, 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 was, I was so sad. <laughs> I never got a chip PS2. I had a chip PS2. Oh, for Spider the DS? Man. Spider-Man. Oh, chip DS. Oh, the, the, DS. The I never had one. My cousin Oh, my God. Yeah, sorry. All right. Sorry. This is a massive tangent. You put the SD card need, in there. We need to talk about this. Yep. Um, so chip DSs and chip Game Boys look great. You can get the Game Boy cartridge. It's got like a uh, thousand games on it. Yeah. You can get all the old school Mario games and all that. They had a Jaws game on there and everything. Mega Man had everything. I think Metro was on there too. Just all these games. My friends had a a device that you plug into the Game Boy um, part. It was a little electronic device. You plug into the Game Boy part of the DS it, and load up uh, Pokemon. No, you'd load up your DS save files. Mm. And on there, it would import Pokemon of your choice into your oh. Diamond and Pearl saves into your... Um, oh, my God. Into your... What is it called? Where you, all you hold all your Pokemon? Of the Pokedex. The Pokedex. No, that's when you just have... Oh, no, uh, your uh, your PC. Yeah, your PC. Where you have all your Pokemon. Mm. And it, you can choose the best ones of the game. My God. And you can put them in there. And I wanted that so fucking No bad. one man should have all that power. No, but that was a lot of power. that make the game too easy? Isn't no, it like a bit of a mother load? Yeah, it's because a bit of a Sims they, mother load, then, isn't Yeah, it? exactly. Then you just sort of whip everyone's ass. Oh, I Sims mother load all the time. I mean, yeah. Like, in See, later I got in life bored now. with mother load. Later in life now. I mean, when I, I would just build nice houses. When I load up the Sims every every six months on the computer. Just have your little binge. I do the same. Little Sims binge. Um. I don't do mother load. I'm, I make myself make a working class man. Damn straight. I do too. Yeah. You got to start like really poor and you don't let them get too rich just yet because otherwise mm. the game gets too easy. You you don't you don't fork out for that expensive oven. 
Okay. You, you commit to that exactly. oven that makes fires every single exactly. time. Exactly, exactly. So, and you can't afford you, a fire alarm. When you alarm. look for a mate in The Sims. All right, yeah. A mate? Like a, like a partner? Control okay. C, edit Sim and, cre- and create a Sim. You change them to make them look perfect. <laughs> oh, my no. God. I, oh. I go and find... Steph, you got issues. <laughs> I go and find the closest wife. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm <laughs> breaking closest. up a marriage. I'm breaking up a marriage. <laughs> <laughs> I did the same thing too. You record. always make them have an affair. Yeah, That's always so little good. Affair, and like even then you get married and then you have another affair and you're just like, this is oh juicy. My God. <laughs> <laughs> You and then somehow you convince drama. them both to move in the house. Alex loves Desperate Housewives, oh as we know. God, and he's yeah. just living it in his it's, it's the best because I start the game off and I'm like, this is the block. We're doing the block <laughs> my, my, I'm building houses building on the block. Houses. My least favourite part of The Sims 3 was that they didn't involve the like invite headmaster over. Like in Sims oh, 2, King you could King. invite the headmaster over and really? you needed to have a nice house, have good food and be charismatic to get your kid into private school. Oh my God. All you had to do was buy your way in in Sims 3. Yeah, well, easy. that's quite more realistic because that's what people I always got a do. nanny because fuck that. Yeah, you get the mate, like the, the, the yeah, the nanny, the, the nanny, you, sorry, the live in nanny that you can get as well. Yeah, yeah. live in nanny. Yeah, yeah you do that. Oh my God, you're playing high class Sims, Sims 3. Didn't know about Sims this. 3 with the, with the nightlife expansion pack and you get Jesus. celebrities. Mum and dad think, wouldn't let us get the, um, the expansion the, the packs. Raunchy's. Uh, expansion like the, yeah. Sims, Sims University was good too. Yeah. I will say the main Sims that I did play, it was on the PS2 for some goddamn oh, reason. Uh, the Sims fan. 2 Pets. Sims, the Pets was huge pets when it came was, out. I never, Fantastic. I used to see people playing that all the time. Mm. I never had Sims 2 Pets. Yeah, Pets, pets was, was big when it came out because everyone wanted a dog. Mm. And then yeah. you got it and you're like, why do I have a dog now? So yeah. Alan Cumming is completely underutilized in Burlesque. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, that's um, right. I still can't uh, stand and uh, take Sure seriously in any way, shape, and form. Oh, no. <laughs> Try watching the Lesser. Um, what about Aguilera? Is it Aguilera? Uh, Stefani? Aguilera? I can't remember which Christine one. Christina Aguilera, isn't it? Yeah, yeah Christina Aguilera. Why yeah. are singers acting? It, it, well, yeah, well, they're trying. <laughs> Not really working. Um, bless. Uh, I learned about air rights. Do you guys know about air rights? No. So air rights are when you buy, basically like land, you buy the air above buildings, above a block. A what? To maintain a view. They do Chekhov's air rights in burlesque. Chekhov's air rights. Like half an hour into the movie, uh, what's-her-face has a conversation with the big rich dude who wants to buy the club. She has a conversation with him because he's trying to woo her because she's sexy. Um. And he explains to her that the reason his house has such good views over LA is because he bought air rights. So he has the air rights above the land so no one can build big buildings in front and ruin his view. And then five minutes left in the movie. Oh, no. Sher's sad because the rich guy's going to buy the club because Sher's financially busted. And they go to the guy across the street who's just built apartment buildings and they're like, hey, do you want do you want big offices built directly across to ruin your uh, views just as you're about to try and sell them? Or have you heard um, of air rights, my friend? There you go. It all comes back. Chekhov's air rights. I uh, highly recommend. The, Burlesque is it's su- not good, but it's fun. The supporting cast in this movie is a lot better than the main cast. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Kristen Chris, Bell. You see so much of Kristen Bell. Oh, I was really? not prepared. How, how much do we see of Stanley Tucci? Oh, um, <laughs> no. Not, oh, you see a bit, not enough. Yeah, bit. Stanley Tucci, by far, also the best character in the entire film. As he's usual. fantastic. He's so, so, Sorry. so Just good. very quickly, we all love The Devil Wears Prada here, don't we? I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. Are you fucking kidding me? I, mean, I know. Michaela's really angry that I haven't seen it. We're going to watch it. I, I can only think of um The Office. 
when um when fucking Steve Carell watches gets halfway through it and he comes in <laughs> and he's thinking that Meryl Streep's a good guy yeah. and he comes in and he goes oh get, he goes get me my latte yeah, or goes, something like he's that he's like so, acting so bad get, get me Armani get Armani on the phone <laughs> yeah. to Pam and then like he comes in the next day and he goes um I just want to apologize how I acted towards you yesterday <laughs> and Pam goes did you finally finish it <laughs> oh my god that's so you good. will love the Devil Wears Prada it is. So much fun, and mm. it's Emily Blunt and Anne Hathaway and Tucci yeah, and Yeah, I was Streep. gonna say, yeah, the cast is Simon Baker, bonkers. very 2000s. Very Simon 2000s. Simon Baker to be in it. The director of, um, oh, sorry, the director of Burlesque was in Goonies. Whoa. He was in Goonies. That is a in good Goonies. comeback, and it's, it's a good throwback. Almost good, Steve, come, uh, Alan coming back. Alan oh, coming oh, back. Did you watch the end there. of Only Murders? Yes. I did. How great is that show? My God. Okay. Then so did you go back and watch episode one and totally forget that they alluded they the 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 time jump? I didn't people because I I went the time to jump. It, it's so quick when you start the show that if you, you forget aren't about looking, it. you completely forget about it and you may have even missed it. But why? But now my question is, why is it in the beginning of the show? Because they they start the show with the cliffhanger of the end of the show. Yeah, it's crazy. So well, like, you get a tiny bit more get at the end. The the ending. The beginning of Only Murders. This isn't a spoiler because it's the start. Like Selena Gomez is found over over the the dead dead body. body. That's the ending of this season. There's there's literally like a minute after that scene that we start the season. Do you get any closure? No. No. That's annoying. It's just breaking out. Yeah, kind of. We know who's dead. You you do. Um, And the plot. As they say, thickens. This sends the case in a whole new direction. I'm excited. Um, I this has been one of my favorite shows in a long time. It's so good, honestly. Um, the it's joke, fantastic. like the the Steve the the Steve Martin perception joke in it, where you see first what he thinks. Oh he's doing. my god! Did you lose your shit? Oh that my was some god! Of the funniest- I was so unprepared for it. I was like, oh damn, he tricked her 100, yeah. and then it just. Oh. It's it's so long yeah. that when it cuts back, it takes you so off guard. It was maybe the funniest oh thing God. I've seen in cinemas or TV all year. They, Steve Martin and Martin, Martin Shaw, Shaw, incredible. So and you know what? Credit so to well Selena Gomez. Oh, she holds, she her, holds own. her own. Yeah, she, she really has it. And she makes fun of them perfectly. They sort of have this banter back at her, but they also kind of like want her to think that they're cool. And like... This is personal, but podcast jokes are very funny if yeah. you get podcasts. Like, oh, my God. Like us. I can't recommend this show enough. It's fantastic. The From pod- what I've seen, it's very good. I have not been on the ball with it. Though. Oh, and oh. the and the fashion. Oh, on point. The fashion is fabulous. I keep mm. getting updates from Elle magazine, how to achieve Selena Gomez's look from mm. Only Murders Thousands of dollars is the answer. Yes. For a coat. Yes. Yeah, that, that thing, uh, the outfit she wears in episode one, the mm. yellow fur coat. The big fur coat. That's. Mm. That's expensive. So, yeah. Sorry, it's it's excellent. It's absolutely excellent. I cannot recommend it enough. Um, I want everyone to watch it. I try to get everyone to watch it. It's great. Alex and I watched a couple of things. Ooh. We watched. Happy Halloween. No, 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 not yet. Not yet. I was going to go. We watched um, an old black and white film. Ooh. Keeping on the Stanley Kubrick train. We watched watched Doctor Strange Love or How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love Love the Bomb. Classic Kubrick. I've never, I don't know anything about this movie. Pitch it to me. It's a comedy. It is a black comedy, oh, oh, pitch black comedy. Oh, oh. 
about um, a man who's high up in the military who goes a little bit bonkers mm. and orders. So historical context, before they had the big red button to push to launch nuclear weapons, mm -hmm. they had planes flying on rotation from America to Russia and they were going back and forth, back and forth. So that way, if we thought, okay, time to bomb Russia, there would be someone always within range to just drop the bomb. Damn, okay. So this general Come has on. a bit of a break, <laughs> realises <laughs> biggest thing he wants to do is bomb Russia and he – basically shuts down the whole base and orders them to drop the bomb. And it's it's basically too late by that point to do anything about it. They Damn. can't get in touch with the people. Um, the, the, the bomb is being dropped. Yep. So you've got Peter Sellers, who is the original Pink Panther, playing three different characters. Okay. He plays a man who is responsible for finding out the recall code from this general. Mm -hmm. You have him playing Dr. Strangelove, who is a German expat who is half Nazi, half not Nazi. It's mm. like very. It's it's slapstick. So like modern America. It's like what? he's he's got like he's li it's literally the point where he has a hand that he cannot control from doing the Z Kyle. Oh. Like it's <laughs> it's like he's trying to re like okay restrain this is himself. A weird energy. It's weird. And well, who's the third character? Oh, and he's playing the, the president. Uh, president of the United States as well. <laughs> sure. And that's the movie. It's so you, you funny. Got, I think you'd love it. Yeah, it sounds the, fascinating. The, the phone call between the president of the US <laughs> and Russia. Is hysterical. It's okay. so funny. He's, he's just like, I'm fine. He goes, what is he's, he? he's like, look, he goes, I'm just calling to, well, what do you mean? Of course I'd be calling just to say hi. Why wouldn't I be calling just to say hi? But <laughs> I'm God. saying I've got some really bad news. We've dropped the bomb and we, we can't we can't get it back. Like it's nothing personal, I oh promise. Like, it's He's very campy. The yeah, president is very campy. campy. Okay, okay. It's, it's fantastic. It's so funny. That's a fun energy to bring into something like that. And it's like, it was made in 1962. Yeah, damn. Close, like World War Two wasn't that long ago. Right in the middle of the Cold War, it's and just before Nam. Exactly, Oof. big energy for them to be talking about war All that stuff. and that erratic one. military. We lost that one. How did they go? Oh, we lost that one. Oh, go away. But we stopped talking about Bellows. <laughs> yeah, we've been joined by Mothman. Yeah, that's Bionicle much scarier. One. That is much scarier Mothman. than Ladybird. Uh, so yeah, that's the movie, and it's just. Funny, like it's just funny, yeah. and it's just enjoy. It's just enjoyable to it, watch. It sounds, it sounds like uh, a film uh, around the the setting of 1962 that I'm much more interested in. Yes, I was shocked though at just like how ballsy they were mm. with taking on these topics in that in the year 1962. That's cool. Like when you think about it, you would not be making jokes about president and like just having a joke about American president and the Russian yeah. uh, whatever being like close friends like, and having that sort of relationship. You wouldn't have had Gentlemen, a you can't fight in here. This is the war room. Yeah, things like that. And he's like, he's going to see the big board. You can't let the can't Russian let ambassador the in. He's going to see the big board. <laughs> okay, that's, that's fun. Like that, it's all that sort of stuff. Yep. It was, it's just, it was really enjoyable. Okay. I just was smiling pretty much the whole time. That's cool. Yeah, it, uh, it was so I'm funny. I, so, I enjoyed it. it. Like it's Kubrick, you know, you're going to appreciate, you're going to come out at least yeah. appreciating it. Yeah. Didn't expect to fall in love with it. So this was off Chris's recommendation, was it not? Yes. Yeah, Chris, Chris. Made we, his we bunghole recommendation. The only reason piece. why it wasn't included on classic callouts was because Chris Christian had seen it. seen it. So then he was like, you need to watch it anyway. We did the double Doctor feature that night. Yes, and the Doctor. Because doctor. we both have seen Doctor Sleep. Doctor, but doctor, we watched Doctor Sleep that night. I'm not yeah, sure if you've seen Doctor Sleep. I got a bad taste in love yeah, that no, he uh, no, I haven't seen Doctor Sleep yet. Huh. But is that done by this Mike Flanagan? Yeah, guy? this Mike Flanagan guy is mm. coming up. He's a he's a he's big name all of a sudden. He's the Netflix horror man. The Netflix horror man. Have you? I I so 
obviously I haven't watched any of them because I would shit myself. I haven't seen any of them, which is shocking because um, I love his movies. You haven't? Except for Hush. Yeah. I've watched the first few episodes of Midnight Mass. That's really good. Okay. Because I just learned what the reveal of uh, Midnight don't. Mass is. I'm not going to do it. I'm just, I'm, I'm very, I can't wait to hear your thoughts. Okay. Because it was nowhere near anything I was expecting what that show would be. I really want to watch Haunting of Hill House too. I remember I that's seeing, terrifying. I oh watched, yeah, I remember when that came out. Everyone was saying it was the scary. I don't know seen. why. Well, the thing was, oh, I don't know why I know this. Um, the thing was with Haunting of Hill House. There's lost things in the background. Basically, every shot has something in it. Yeah. And you will find yourself Just, watching the corners of the screen and the edges of the screen to yeah. find like. There'll be a shot where, like, they'll be walking through a hallway and as they walk past, like, the staircase, as they're about to reach the bottom of the staircase, at the top of the staircase, at the edge of the frame, there's a hand and the hand pulls away as they uh, walk past. Gross shit like that. A friend okay. a friend of ours, James, and I used to watch movies and shows on our Discord together. Mm. We watched the first episode of this and we went, not, no. doing, not, not watching this alone at 12 o'clock at night again. Yeah, again. Nah, it's actually that. scary. Terrifying. I, I watched a, they did a behind-the-scenes thing on, they do one, like, uh, one uh, one take like imposter shot type across timelines and it's all used in the same house and they had like quick change people helping the actors like change up to it's make like, it like what work. they did in Birdman. Yeah, and they're, they're doing all that and they're going through the house and like they're doing these movements where like they would do a movement where like the ghost or whatever is in one shot and then as they turn the corner, the ghost is at the end of the hallway of the other shot and like the, the behind the scenes, like them filming it is this shot of like you see the camera moving and the second the actress is out of frame, it's basically a conga line of people who just throw her down the back back of the set Okay, and then she's standing at the end like the second I, the camera mints. It's amazing. I So I know that Hill House apparently is the best out of all of them. Yeah. Whoa, uh, apparently. Okay. Apparently now it's Midnight Mass. It's got contention. Okay. Uh, Bly Manor I heard was uh, very good as well but not up to haunting standard. Yeah. We like then, Rahul Kohli. Oh, Coley's fun. He's got a great beard. Uh, I'm not sure if she's in Hill House, but I know she's definitely in Bly Manor. Love from you is in ah. there. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm very interested to hear what your takeaways are once you watch more of it. So, before we get into what else you and I have been watching, I did watch a very famous, very, very famous movie this yes. week. Uh, I watched 12 Angry Men for the first time. Ooh. The first time. I saw it on stand and I went... Well, Steph. I've seen it. Oh. Yep. Steph, I've, I've seen it. Uh, said to Chris, because Chris and I, we have a list. We, yep. we, we all have a list. Uh, it's the top 250 IMDb. Yes. And Chris and I are leading it at the moment. Are you now in Are you in competition now? Steph, Steph made, a, made a little comment saying, you know what? Give me a few weeks and I'm going to be beating both of you. Ooh. And I just went, if I just keep watching a movie, say, a week on yep. the list, I'm gonna. I'm gonna slowly just. You're just gonna keep <laughs> pushing your lead. I'm gonna keep just making it more It'll annoying. Be constant to be ahead. So reckon, it'll be the race to two fifties. What it's going to be. I reckon. Be. I reckon you guys will smash that out by like mid next year. Not with oh mid next year. I was going to say with the uni. Not the, the end moment. of this year. Jesus no. Um, <laughs> We're just going to see who cares less about our uni. And shocker, <laughs> the answer is me. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> um, bless. <laughs> um, don't be bragging about that. <laughs> um, so I got to brag or else also, I'll just start crying. <laughs> Bachelor of Arts three year course going into my fifth year, baby. Ooh, I've been working the whole time. I'm going into fourth year of of IT. So. Mm. Yeah, heavy set stuff. Yep. Um, anywho, Twelve Angry Men mm. adored this film. 
absolutely it's fantastic. fell I, in love. I whispered this, so quietly the mic didn't pick it up. I said, hell yeah. This is a writer's wet dream. So you oh. love it too, Braden? Oh, 100%. So my experience with 12 Angry Men was in English class in high school, which was my favorite class. Uh, I had the best teacher for that and it was the only class that I got excellent grades in. Um, I was also a shithead in that class. I handed everything in super late and still got A pluses. I nice. hate myself. Um, 12 Angry Men was the best because our teacher was like, okay, do we want to watch the movie? Everyone reads the book on their own time and we come back and discuss it like each chapter or act or whatever, or we read it out as a class, as the different roles and perform it in we class. We did that. We did that for Merchant of Venice. Yeah. Wow, that's so a really cool. We did that for 12 Angry Men and it was like year 11, year 12 and it was so good. I think it was your class. Uh, well, uh, well, no, <laughs> Perfect. well, we had extras, but like some people didn't really want to do it. So we'd swap them out. That's but cool. like then we had other people who were like really committed to it. Like myself and some of my friends who we were like, for, we had our role and oh, it was great. Yeah, we did that for Merchant of Venice. Yeah, oh, Merchant of Venice I like. It's just a lot of Shakespearean though. So people just sitting there. Uh, <laughs> Trying to get through the world. Um, <laughs> my goodness, this yeah. film took me on a journey. It's Man. just great how he does it, isn't he? Like the logic that he uses to yeah. convince each and every one of them. Yeah, and then they all just start like, because uh, every single argument they have, they just pick apart. They're just like, uh, I, and I found like myself, those moments where, um, where, uh, hang on. Sorry, it starts with I, just, but that's, it just starts with all these 11 guys are like, oh, these, well, yeah, these 11 guys. Like, he's these, guilty. They're like, we just have to convince this one guy yeah. to, and then to fight they guilty. Slowly, and then all of a sudden. And then just like the first half of the movies, the people who think, uh, who, the people who think he's guilty are getting mad at the non-guilty people. And then it swaps. The people who think he was innocent are getting mad, are uh, getting frustrated with the other people. That's right. That's it. Because, yeah, it just just does start with the one person. The job should have been so easy. They need a unanimous vote. There's only one of them going against the grain. Just flip him. Like, why do you think he's, what, why do you think he's innocent? And mm. then he's like, well, it's beyond reasonable doubt. This is a man's life that we're playing with here. So yeah, it was. Um, I saw you go to walk back to your chair over there. Yeah, I, I naturally <laughs> walked past, so I end up going past the camera again. Sorry, YouTube viewers. Um, I Twelve Angry Men, I adore. It's yeah. it's and like you said, it's a white, it's a it's a white as wet dream. Uh, it's a writer's <laughs> wet dream. Like I, Twelve Angry Men's one of the things that I would love to have a copy of the screenplay just on my shelf. Yeah, because like it's it's fascinating how yeah. well they did that, and like it's just the the bottle episode, like. It's um, I think oh, what was it we watched where it had the same energy as this? It was the same director, but like later. Oh, uh, Dog Day. Dog Day, yeah, and like it's that thing where like you're stuck in the one room, and like by the, the end same of director, it, yeah. So oh. by the end of it, like everyone's like hot and sweaty, and like you feel you feel the heat. You feel the heat in the room, not only from all of them being boxed in this whole time, but also the, the like tension. the tension and the conflict, like. It's just a masterclass. Mm -hmm. And the fact that it was done back then, like, whoa. So good. Yeah. yeah. I, I enjoyed every single minute. I'm really glad Obviously. you enjoyed it. I gave it five out of five. I thought yes. it was perfect. Yes. It is one of the best mm. classic films I think ever made. Also, really. just like every performance in it, in the film. Yeah. Oh, Peter Fonda. Oh, all great. Peter they Fonda. Nail one. it. Yeah. God damn. Yeah. Um, which we one should we talk about next? New, the new thing? Oh. Oh, we're going back into the one this. that we're obligad obligated. obligated. Ob ob obligado. So, <sighs> continuing <laughs> Steph's journey across good action. Which one's next? Skyfall. In the sky. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the that's song. the one. These Adele. Song. Very um, good song. Adele, new song. What about out the movie, now? though? The movie 
has been the best one so far. Ooh. Now, yes, I ended up rating um, Quantum of Solace. I gave it a two and a half out of five yep. with a love heart. That's a five out of ten. I thought that's a perfectly it's – a, it's an average film. I wouldn't say it failed as a film, you know. I would say it held its it, – it, it was a film. It was a movie. And I, I had fun with it anyway. Yeah. So I really liked the character of James Bond. It was hard not to give it a love heart. But watching Skyfall, you realise you could what see James the Bond contrast. Can be. Exactly. It's just it was so much fun. Mm. I dare say I was invested in the action Hell of the yeah. film. Like I know I said last week, you know, action to me is action, like whatever. It's but almost like when action's done well, you care. It's it's very rare Apparently for it. Not to, Mission Impossible though. No, not for Mission Impossible. I just don't think I don't like Ethan Hunt enough to be involved in Mission Impossible. Is that an Ethan Hunt problem or is I, that a Tom Cruise problem? It's a thing. It's a Tom Cruise problem. Yeah, I love Tom Cruise. My pa hates Tom Cruise. The only film Cruise. of Tom Cruise that he likes is Top Gun, is because he completely ignores the fact that Tom Cruise is even yeah, in it. Yeah, you'd have to. Um, yeah, I think I just don't like Ethan Hunt, but James Bond, I love. I love the mm. character. I love the world. I love that it's set in London. Everything is just sw- more suave. Mm. And I love all the other characters. Like we in- we were introduced to Money Penny and Q yep. in this one. So I really love them. Is this, I'm trying to think back to, I saw some of them in cinemas, but I don't think I've seen many of the, the new, 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 new ones. Um, is this the one that ends in the in the like Scottish field? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I liked this one. This one was yeah. good. It's really good, right? Yeah. So yeah, I I, I mean, 2012. I, was, I said to Alex while we were watching it. Oh my god. I said I was like, you know, really, I love Kill Bill. Kill Bill is an action film. Like, if action is done, just in in a very, I wouldn't even say like a good way, because I'm sure, like you said, Mission Impossible is good, right? But I I didn't I don't enjoy it. Then you it just got to care very, about the characters as well. That's it. It just mm. has to be a whole package for me to to really get invested in. And I was really invested in Skyfall. Yeah. I thought everything about it was, was I just had so much fun oh. with it. And two and a half hours did not feel that long. Did not feel that long yeah, at all. It was. I was so they were swooning from Steph in this definitely straight away over Ray Daniel Fine. Craig Daniel and Ray Fine. They were swooning for Alex. Fine. Fine. This was there was some swooning from Alex, Ooh. but not from any of the on-screen talent. From the talent behind, oh. you swooned a bit for Naomi Harris. Well, Naomi Harris is beautiful. Um, beautiful. Who, who are we swooning for? Oh, Roger Deakins. Roger we Deakins swooning for the 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 god himself to a cinematographer. Roger, he's done Blade Runner. He did. I'm pretty sure he did 1917 <gasps> as well. This guy, I've seen this guy's face. Yeah, he's probably one of the best cinematographers working today. Yeah. Right. What's What's his latest? I'll tell stuff? you what, you can swing for his cinematography. Did he do an? He does look a little bit like Burt, like like a he, he like, like Burt Reynolds corpse. Does he? <laughs> yeah, he's old. He's got he, very white hair. He won his first Oscar for Blade Runner. Oh, um, good on him. Damn. Well, he won 2049 or? Right, yeah. I'm on it. I'm on it. Let's he's see. done some amazing films. Awards. Um, and yeah, Braden, it was directed by Sam Mendes, who did 1917. Nice. I still need to see that, actually. Oh. I still haven't seen it, which is weird. And you can um, tell, like, you can definitely tell oh, it was influenced a... by him. And mm. you mentioned influenced by Roger Deakins as well, because yeah. you said that is a Deakins shot. Yeah, I was just like, that's a Deakins shot. <laughs> So Ooh, yeah, damn. it was like I would give. I said to Alex, I would give this. I liked it more than Casino Royale. I would. I'm giving it a four out of five. I would give it a four and a, a four point two five if I could. I would give yep. it an eight and a half out of ten. But um, I have to. I'd rather give it an eight than a nine. What do you think of so, the villain? The villain loved. Um, it was Javier Bardem. Oh yes, yes. Javier Bardem, very campy villain. Mm. Very it campy works. villain. It works. It 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 brings in that. Classic Bond energy without being too bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. It, it, he's not. He's a, literally. He's not. I mean, he's sinister, but he's not. It's bringing that classic Bond energy to the modern era. He's just got some flair. 
that's it. It's yeah. like, it's hard to explain. It's a very fine balance. Like he's not a person that I would think is like, can, he's not doing these atrocious acts that if you, yes, but, <laughs> but in a way it's like, he's too classic. It's too um, stereotypical, comical, yeah. theatrical, mm-hmm. I suppose, like that you can't ground him in reality really yeah i see if, him as if, the quintessential bond like a, villain like a like a well you kind of need that for the bond movie though because like the, you need the bond villain that's like a core element of it um i just caught up on uh story break which actually ended recently rip um but it, they did a really fun break in one of their last three episodes where they did canadian james bond because I don't know about you guys, but uh, it turns out copyright law and the amount of time past a or deceased estate um, where it goes into the open domain um, is actually different in different uh, countries. Is that right? Yeah. So for, for everyone else, but we have to wait even longer, countries like Canada, they still implement this one worldwide uh, law which was implemented ages ago, which technically means that James Bond, as in Fleming's book character is in the open domain and you can really? do whatever you want with very James recent Bond. very not very long so then. long as you only release it in canada <laughs> so they made a specific like silly pitch for a movie where they did canadian james bond um and it's very fun but bond. they were talking about like the core elements of bond where it's like okay you need your you need your bond villain and you need your like exotic like like um like location like action scene or whatever and then you need your bond girl or in the case of the canadian james bond they did a bond guy um and then you need your like your vehicle and then you like you get the core yeah. elements of bond that make bond and if you can make all of those all the high quality and really good you get an excellent bond that and this was an excellent blo- mm. uh, an excellent bond excellent <laughs> excellent javier bardem was an javier excellent blonde bardem. He was an excellent blonde in the film. Hell yeah. Um, so yeah, I really, I just, I had a lot of fun with it and I'm excited. It also made me uh, realise how not great of a film Quantum of Solace was, but I still had fun mm. with it. I'm sticking with my two and a half. Okay. Very average score. Okay. Alex is so. pulling a very smug face. So yes, he, he is right. Um, I needed to see the best to mm. realise the worst. Mm. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for Spectre. Spectre's Spectre. the next one. No, but it's, it, it's fine. Okay. It's Spectre and then the new one, isn't yep. it? Then No Time okay. to Die. Yep. Okay. Wait, how long How long until we got until No Time to Die comes Two out? weeks. Two so weeks. next week we do Spectre, the week after No Time to Die. Okay. Perfect time. See how it lined up watch, perfectly? I think I can watch four Bond movies in that time. All right. If I get my uni work done. You don't have a ticket done. You don't have a ticket. Oh, no, <laughs> I don't have a ticket, but I think I can just be like up to date so that way when you guys talk about it on the show, I'm not like, fair oh. enough. Yeah. <laughs> um, All right. Who's yeah. Blofeld? So yeah, that, is, that is Bond. That is Bond. Oh, and they killed Judy Dench. Mm. I was not expe- I was not expecting it. The whole time the I was like, I don't care yeah. about all this because they're not going to kill M. She's yeah. like. And then. And then I, I said to Alex, I was like, I think I was busy. I got distracted by Alex's dog for a split second just <laughs> no, as she was dying. Dog. Hello, Ellie. And then and I, I turned around and I was like, wait, what? What? Huh? <laughs> and then I was like, let me rewind. And I was like, but they're not going to kill her. They're like, she's, she's always <laughs> Alex, not dead. tell me they're not going to kill her. Mm. Yeah, they, yeah. Uh, it, it's a, it was a nice zag. Zag on them because everyone's like, oh, well, of course they're going to be fine. Mm. Not the case. We s- had me shook. Another new movie that you and I have both seen we came did. out. We yeah. did watch a big new movie. Big new. Uh, yes. From director Ridley Scott, from returning screenwriters. First time this is the we second thing they've ever written. Ship it. Uh, Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. And then I don't know if there's a third screenwriter on this film. I'm on it. Um, because Which will explain to you why there is a third screenwriter on the film, which is very smart. Uh-huh. Um, 
Is it's it called? The Last Duel. It's called The Last Duel. Last Duel. Yep. The Last, last Duel. Duel. Uh, it's an epic. Epic. It Two and epic. a half hour movie. Okay. Set in 1830s France. Ooh. No, sorry, 1380s France. Yeah. 1380s. <laughs> Those are very different. 1380. We're talking plague. The plague. The plague. Um, uh, so, Nicole. Would you like to explain? Nicole Holofsen. Yes. So, yeah, that checks out. <laughs> the movie is about the last recorded um, to the death duel in France, I think. That's basically what it is. And it is told in three chapters about uh, – it's, it's about a woman who uh, claims that she was raped and the events preceding yep. and leading up to and just following – the this um situation situation yeah. yeah and it's told yeah three chapters each chapter represents one of the three main characters perspectives of the same events we're talking an exact replica of the events with slight nuances okay so the different the different perspectives allowing for us the audience to see the different people's yeah. takes on what so happened so the three perspectives you see is you see Matt Damon's character's perspective. Mm. I guess kind of. Jean de Carouche. Well, I kind of knew this going in. So a lot of people have been saying it in their reviews and okay. talks of it. Um, yep, Jean de Carouche. Um, and then there's Adam Driver's character. So Jacques Matt Damon Legree. is the husband of the victim. Mm-hmm. Um, Jacques Legree. Who is the... Uh, Wait, perpetrator. The, yeah, perpetrator. And then there is Marguerite. Marguerite. Uh, de Carouche. De Carouche. Uh, who is the victim. Matt Damon's wife. Matt Damon's wife. Okay. The other, so the reason why I said there was a third screenwriter and it's interesting is because Matt Damon and Ben, a- uh, ben Affleck wrote the first two parts about the, from the men's perspective and they brought in the female writer to write right? in the female's We're perspective. We're selling you on this. You guys didn't say this before we recorded the pre-show. Yeah. You guys were telling me about this movie and I was trying to act all coy and that I didn't know what was going on, but that's fucking excellent. Yeah. So, okay. So hopefully, I reckon it's good enough. They that really did a good job at trying was, to. That was the final button you needed to put on me being really interested in this movie because I was like, I was, I was interested, but yeah. that is now that you've given me that detail. We don't want to give spoilers because it really did just come out quite recently. Yeah. But I will say, like, I I'd give it a four out of five. I yes, loved same. it. I thought it was fantastic. It did a great job in terms of like, immersing you in that time and that place. Nice. Um, ben Affleck's character was my favourite. Oh, Ben Affleck's character. Braden. Okay, so uh, Steph I, sent me yeah. a link. It's got hardly any Ben Affleck. They, they okay. have really done I, a good job at I, keeping I will, it quiet. I will recognise him. Jesus, Matt Damon. I don't looks think you will. <laughs> rough as guts. Um, bless him. Matt Damon looks like a Viking. Yeah. Yeah, they kind of have that. Okay, let's um, have a look. Is that a full trailer you send? No, no, it's, it's a, a little. Clip. It's a one-minute clip from IG, a IGN. Holy shit! Is that seriously him? Yeah. Oh my god! Blonde Ben Affleck. Oh my god! He looks so young. I know. Yeah, he he does skinny. look he young. Skinny too. He does look skinny. Um, my god! No, they couldn't so, eat. They didn't eat. Look, Ben Affleck's character is is just like Jesus, a treat. Adam Driver. Yeah, he's big. My god, he's serving a lot of energy right there. He um. He's Ben Affleck's oh character is just a treat in the film. Mm. He that, is a treat. Matt Damon looks like ben eighteen people he, I walk past going to work. Alex Lawther is, is always in. Is also in it as the king. He is from Black Mirror. Oh. He plays the the pedophile in that Black Mirror episode. Ben Affleck's boots, the bright oh. yellow the boots. Shoes. Yes, the gold. Should I wear the satin oh or the my gold? God. Yeah, that's it's right. Like the gold. Man, Ben Affleck is serving in this movie oh. in yeah. a weird way. So obviously, Ben Affleck's character is despicable in the film. Yeah, yeah, um, oh yeah, oh he is. He is just this this lord. He is this flamboyant lord. Who's never been denied anything in his life. No, he is a rich, spoiled prick. Yes, that's exactly what he is, a rich, spoiled prick. So you found um, him relatable. Loved him. <laughs> um, 
No, so uh, the things I loved about this film was that it, it, you know, everyone's performance was different in the in the three parts. That's but cool. it's so subtle. I what thought you, I was what being on gaslit. Earth did you just do? Sorry, I'm just trying to adjust myself. Okay, that's I okay. um thought I was being gaslit. Oh, when I watched this the first time because watching the second chapter, I was like, did, well, is that how it happened in the it's first chapter, mm, or is it slightly experience. different? I feel like like the feeling of being gaslit in that as a description, it sounds. Like that would be what they were going for in that like when you like for people who don't know that you get the three chapters, like it sounds like the second you go into that second one and you're seeing the same event but slightly differently. It's so subtle. I mean some moments that, are more obvious than others, oh, other absolutely. Degree, yeah. Yeah. But you would have that vibe going on where you're like, some like something's off. And like it instantly puts you in that mindset where you're like, now I have to I have to see what is different and try and remember and think back to that. So then by the time that you get to the next one, you really are like prepared for it. That's right. That's interesting. Yeah. God, it sounds excellent. Yeah. It, I, I, I don't want to say a lot of fun with the film, but like, cause it's not a fun film. Yeah. It's not fun. It's um, really intense. It's really intense. I, I will say like a trigger warning for people. Yeah. Like, yeah. There are yeah. two depictions. Two very brutal to varying degrees, but both very brutal. Um, rape scenes. Yeah. yeah so, God. You know, uh, so, yeah. Uh, but like I said, I thought it, from a screenwriting and acting standpoint, it was yeah, fantastic. Yeah, it's so well made and it's like it's enjoyable to – you can appreciate it while you're yeah. watching mm. it. You're just appreciating and it. And extremely and oddly relevant. Gory. Gory. Uh, the the do itself at the end is uh, very satisfying and filmed excellently. Mm. Um, I almost said to Steph that I could have. Oh, so it, so they keep the duel to the very very end. Yeah, yeah. So it is the last duel. Yeah. Yep. But I almost thought maybe if we didn't see the duel, like, oh, yeah, I'll, Alex. And do you want like a like a cut just as they're about to? Maybe, maybe that. That could have been as well, just because it's based. It, it is based on a true story, so I was left like really actually quite curious as to how the duel was going to play out because I had no idea. Like I thought this is this is real life. There's no actual message they're trying to uh, send to me. There's nothing that they're trying to really like drill into me. They're, they're literally telling me how it happened in history. So I did not know how the duel was going to happen. Alex, you didn't know either, but you kind of had an inkling, right? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, like I, I, I guess just from – I I, I, enjoy, I enjoyed seeing the door basically because I was oh, I, stressed out to the max the whole time, just apprehensive, wondering how is this going to yeah. go down, what's happening here. So I I enjoyed the the inclusion of the door. Yeah, I loved seeing. I thought the door the door was expertly filmed and it was very it was a great sequence. But like almost to me, where it's just like much of the film is like from relaying perspectives, and then especially the last part leading up to the door, it's all about the importance of like. Like especially now looking back and seeing how they handled the situation, that like it had messages that are relevant to today. Yes. That almost undercutting it now with this big action set piece after. I I understand what you're saying. I also feel that at the same time, I would have been disappointed, uh, upset it's if there was no duel, just because of the fact that like I want to know what happens to these people now sure. that I am invested in. Like what ha because we all knew that everyone had stakes in that final duel, not just the two people in the duel. Yeah. There were there were stakes that went beyond that. I would have been upset if they cut beforehand and were like, that's the end of the movie. I'd be like, well, then what happened to him though? Like, who, who won? I, I who lost? Like, what? Maybe it, I didn't want to see the battle. Like, I was, I would have been happy to see the beginning of the battle than the aftermath. But okay. like, just having, it just, to me, it felt like in a movie that was like very important, I guess, about um, how we treat victims and how we, you know, like learning. Because there's a lot to learn from this film. Because you watch, because you can watch parts of the film, especially, um, like I said, the, there's a court Thing towards the end yeah. of the film 
where they are how they're treating the victim and you go that's not far off what happens still now yeah that it's things that we can learn like we can still learn from that so you thought it kind of cheapened not the- i don't want to say cheapened, but i thought it was just like from this important messages now here's something for the boys Right. Interesting. Yeah, it, I, I can understand why you would have that perspective. Personally, I, I didn't feel that way when I yeah. watched it and I was like really excited for the fact that I'm seeing this realistic depiction mm. of like a historical duel and this historical epic. I was yeah. like, like I said, cool. it was fantastically, it was like filmed and. Yeah, like it, 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 that's it was, right. It was a credit. To- it sounds like it like they needed to give it something so that the people who went purely for the historical battle. I mean, it's called The Last Duel. Yeah, so that they don't maybe, walk out maybe, being like, oh, that was some feminist garbage. Maybe maybe even thinking maybe if – because the duel, it's not short too. The duel's pretty okay. – it's, 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 a, it's a long fight. But see, that, to me, that was great because I was so nervous the whole time. I was like, what's yeah. happening? Who's got the upper hand here? What's going on? I think if on? it was shorter maybe, um, maybe I could have been on more board, yeah. board with it. But just because it was like – Mm. I won't say drawn out because never felt drawn out, but like it was just it was a long fight. It was Christian el- seen it too, it so we get his thoughts on it next week. Exhausting, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Mm. Yeah. So I mean, it comes down to personal preference, really. At the end, I, it's probably the only thing stopping me from giving it four and a half. Okay, but maybe if I see it again, I feel differently. I don't know. Yeah. Well, happy Halloween, everyone. Happy Halloween. Um, this is technically our Halloween episode. Oh, is it? Boo. So. I watched Scream. There we go. Put that in the thing for topics. Oh, oh. 25th anniversary of Scream. They released it in 4K. On Halloween, Michaela and I will watch, um, I guess in my eye, so sorry if I look like I'm Is it crying. a bug? Because I don't think it's a bug. Is it Alan? Uh, it's definitely <laughs> not Alan. I think I would notice that. Um, no, for Halloween, I think uh, Michaela and I will finally watch Scream 4. Scream 4. Oh, cool. So that way I'll finally be up to date for the new one. Nice. Um, and I am hearing uh, continued... Uh, mixed and bad reviews for Halloween Kills. Lovely. Uh, so it seems like you're in the right. I mean, in company. Yeah, 100%. Uh, yeah. So yeah, that, that's our show. That's the show. Thank How you. long did we go for with the three of us? An hour. Ooh, we we did still it. talk for an hour. Uh, we're a little bit over, but uh, hey, we hit it. Oh, no, we hit it a minute ago. An hour. One minute. It's fine. Um, thank you so much for joining us for episode 129 of Millennium Movie Talk MMT Movie Podcast. That's us. That's us. Um, you can, uh, if you're listening to us, Are you're going to thank our Patreon. Probably listening to Jai Perry. Jai Perry. Jai Perry. Almost. Thank you, Jai Perry. I'm so sorry. Because, okay, so (laughs) a peek behind the curtain, parting the kimono, if you will. Um, In the the rundown in the Google Doc, I have what we've been watching. And I just keep adding to it as we keep writing the things. But that then keeps pushing down the part where it is Patreon shout out. So I always forget to do it. So thank you, though, Jai Perry. Thank you, Jai Perry. Thank you, Jai Perry. Jai Perry. You're an absolute legend. And you can be a legend as well by supporting us over on patreon.com slash millennial movie talk where you can chuck us a buck or two and you can help make this show happen. Well, I think I think it's three if you want all the commentary tracks as well. Yeah. That's fair. Um, but if you want if you want if you want to shout out <laughs> Get oh, on now. No. what is a bargain is a dollar a month and For you a get twenty to hear minutes. You can hear show. us ga- we, we all of our it's easily over an hour ourselves. by the time it's every month. Yeah. Uh this this week, uh Alex and Steph did in fact gas themselves with uh a nondescript a of brand of, that, of uh bug repellent. Tell you what, Aragard wouldn't do this. Oh jeez, no. call outs. <laughs> it really it really pissed me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Uh, you can watch us on uh, YouTube, subscribe over there, comment on the videos, like them, share them with your friends. Do uh, all follow us on socials, Instagram and all that. Add Michael stuff. on Facebook. Add Michael on Facebook. Facebook. We haven't done it uh, Podcast services was your choice, which is just like Apple and Spotify. If you use one of the other Stitcher. ones, good for you. But if you use Stitcher, get, it, uh, yeah. get, it, get Apple. I swear <laughs> to God, if Spotify <laughs> input an RSS feed, I'd be only Spotify. But yeah. they still don't work. 
What do you mean? Like Spotify, you can't uh, you can't put in your own like if say you subscribe to someone on Patreon and yeah. you get a Patreon RSS oh, yes. feed, you, you can do only that on, uh, use Apple. that on Apple. Yeah. yeah. So I've got my Patreon ones on Apple. Yeah. Um, but uh, they're relegated over to that shitty app. Ah, oh, beautiful. Well, uh, with saying that, I'm Brayden. I'm Alex. I'm Steph. We're out of here.